Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, it seems from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? Our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us. So we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. It's good to be with you. Jeff, how are you? I'm good, Joe. How are you? I am living the dream over here. Are you? Well, I get to look at our cameraman, Kyle, and uh, he's always smiley and happy and encouraging. And late. And late to the recording session. Ooh, I'm just How'd that saying. Bus feel? <laughs> that was feel the pain. A double feel the bump pain, prison Kyle. bus right there. That was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome and awful all at once. <laughs> but we, I like to be authentic and real in this podcast. Absolutely. And I had a good 12 minutes sitting here doing nothing, thinking about authentic and real things to say because Kyle was wandering aimlessly. Um. I'm sure that if he had a microphone right now, he'd be telling us about all the things he's doing that we want him to do in the meantime, but you were late. I, I'm sure when he edits this podcast, something is going to happen to me in the process. <laughs> uh, we'll, have to, we'll wait to see if that's a visual edit or an audio yeah, edit. Yeah, that's right. That's both. right. So good deal. Well, Jeff, uh, today, as we sit here in real time, it is mid-August, um, It seems that as I talk with a lot of people, as you talk with a lot of people, as we kind of even get um, a little bit of a vibe, if you will, of folks just kind of out there trying to figure out life again, that people are kind of socially out of shape. Yeah, Uh, I've been talking with some folks and they'll say something like, you know, I go to a friend's house to hang out and it's like after 40 minutes, I'm like, take me back home. You know, um, I've talked with a few people like that here at church. Like, I'm so glad to be back in the building. But they're like, after even just a little bit of talking with people, it like ramps like a like a bell curve. Like, this is so great. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm ready to go Wears home. Wears out a little bit. Yeah. And um, yeah, the wearing out, it's, we're, we're, I heard someone say, you're socially out of shape. I like that language, but what do we do about that? Did we just say socially fat and lazy for the did we did we all change now after the pandemic or what do we do about it's that? worked for me for many years now joe <laughs> wait socially fat and lazy oh, not, socially. not physically <laughs> yeah i i think we have to get back into the groove of things you know i i um we were not created to be alone it's interesting when you look at the creation account in genesis chapter one and two um, God said, you know, he created the heavens and the earth. He said it is good. He created the vegetation, the animals, et cetera. And he would always say it was good. And then he created man. And, and the only time in the creation count that he said it was not good is when he realized Adam had no one like him. Mm. So he created Eve to be like Adam. And because he's like, it's, it's not good for man to be alone. And God created us to be social. He created us to interact with people. And um, so much so that in our culture, we would say that if someone is antisocial or has a social disorder, we would need to help them or medicate them or, or get them mental health support. 
because that's not natural, right? For someone to be kind of deeply that way. So when you go through uh, the pandemic that we went through and, and is still around, you know, COVID and the variant is still a thing. It's not as bad and we have different tools now with uh, vaccines and stuff like that. But um, the, the weirdest thing, the hardest thing of the pandemic, if you were not directly affected. Mm. So if you got COVID, then you know that nobody's overblowing <laughs> what COVID does. And if you had a loved one that was deeply sick or even lost through COVID, uh, you understand the physical ramifications. If you didn't have a, a severe case of COVID or the, the physical ramifications of the virus itself, then the thing that was hardest for you was the quarantining. Mm -hmm. And and maybe uh, like my one son, poor guy, he got quarantined four different times from school last year <laughs> and he never had COVID. <laughs> you know, he's just sitting in the, with the wrong people at the wrong time kind of thing. And that, the isolation for many, many, many people, in fact, I would say the majority of people was the hardest part of, of going through uh, the COVID-19 a pandemic, and so that's because we are social creatures. And what happens is this: when we isolate, uh, I think we get way too far inside our own heads, and we have no other thoughts or truth or levity to help us with with our feelings and emotions and thought life. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that happens, we really, really overthink and, and we start to think in a little bit of a narcissistic way because it's the only uh, perspective that we have. Uh, I find that a lot of people get depressed. I am like that. I'm actually uh, not a um, extrovert. I can do extrovert things. Uh, I'm actually by nature more of an introvert. But if I let myself go there, I get depressed. Um, and some of it's because I'm looking too deeply or too strongly into my thoughts and feelings. And then some of it's because uh, we just were meant to move and meant to be connected. And so like some people who uh, struggle with that a little bit, like when you're feeling down and discouraged, what you need to do is like go to your life group or go to church or out with some friends and it, it's amazing how much it changes your, your perspective on things. So when you do 12, 18 months of that, you know, and, um, and uh, some of that is by yourself, some of that's just with your family, and there's parts of that that I think are uh, healthy. Like I honestly, uh, I'm not suggesting this, but if it was like some kind of like a rule that you had to quarantine for six weeks, uh, every year, um, I would love that. Like the idea that I get my family to myself and I'm that guy that likes that kind of stuff. I'm not sure my children or even Heidi would, <laughs> but I would love it. But you get into little bubbles, you know, and, and you start thinking about only your family dynamic, only your personal, uh, the things that like personally pertain to you. And God did not construct human beings to be that way. He certainly didn't construct the church to function that way. And so in, I'll just say, like, for necessary reasons, that's how we lived. And it puts in patterns. They say it takes 90 days to make a habit. 
So we're way past that marker, and now we have habits and patterns in our life that to be healthy as people and to be a healthy part of the body of Christ, uh, we're going to have to lean into a little bit if we haven't already. Yeah. I, I like what you said there, and it made me think of um, this whole idea that like you can become too introspective too introspective um that that can be a good thing if you're not at all yeah but um it's almost like an individual version of an echo chamber it's like when you only hear the same things over yes. and over again that doesn't help you at all and the scripture addresses those things we need to be iron that sharpens iron we need to be encouraging and challenging one another like what are some of those things that we need like if someone was saying like well isn't all i need my family or I have my close set of friends, why do I need anyone else? Like, what would you say to some of those types of questions? You you need uh, other people in your life to uh, bring about health and balance in your life, and they don't have to be your most intimate, close relationship. So for instance, I need people in my life that aren't like me at all, uh, because it helps me understand the rest of what God is like. God, God is not like Jeff Bogue. We're very grateful for that. Right? Yeah, me too, actually, if you only knew. But he's not like Jeff Bogue. I am kind, I am a, I'm like part of God. I'm air quoting for everybody listening. So I am made in the image of God, which means part of God's image is reflected through me, but every human being is made in the image of God. So unless I have a mixture of human beings in my life, I actually can't have like a complete view of God. So I need people who are different than me. I need people in my life that disagree with me um, or I will become self-centered and arrogant. And uh, I, I, I was, you and I were talking earlier, I just did a, um, I have an, another podcast I do called Intersection that I do with Bishop Johnson and with uh, Kent Boyd. And that's about racial reconciliation. And I've learned more and am super curious always about like, where's this conversation gonna go? Because I, I'm not like them. I don't have, I'm a different race, I'm a different culture, I'm a different person. Uh, we even have some different theological views. Sure. But I need that in my life because they're teaching me things about God as I get to know those two brothers who love Jesus also. So I need people who disagree with me. I need people who, uh, I also need people who agree with me and sometimes we would say like, all I need is my family. I'm, I would probably say that. Other people would say like the last, I need somebody besides my family. Like my family's driving me nuts or I'm the odd one out in my family. And I find that especially true in faith. Hmm. Like we live in a culture that does not celebrate faith or Christ anywhere. And if I'm not with, the church of Jesus Christ and in biblical community, then no one is affirming yep. that I'm not crazy for believing Christ for who he says he is, yep. right? And I, and I need that. Um, on, on the cultural side of it, that is an example of like what Pride Month is. Mm -hmm. Pride Month is uh, people coming out with their sexual identity and, and, the, and a bunch of people saying, hey, we agree with you. Mm -hmm. And, I, and it gives them courage, right? Well, I need that spiritually. I need to know, I need to have people that push me spiritually or challenge some of my thoughts, that's healthy. 
But I also need people who like affirm me spiritually and, and who agree with me or tell me I'm doing a good job. So all those things, like, like not all those people have to be your very best friends. They don't have to be your roommates. That, you know, I don't think, a, I like to say a lot that God calls for unity, not uniformity. Mm-hmm. But when I get in too small of a circle, I'm giving up th- those kind of relationships and it, it's making me not a healthy person. I'm not getting a, a, uh, the best view of what Christ is like. And, and I will start to falter mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, the promises of God and the truth of God. Yeah, I, I think those associations, we all long for them. We all long to belong. Um, that's kind of pithy. Uh, <laughs> but, but God um, offers the best source of that, that he wants to know us in a way and us to know him in a way that we fully realize that we belong in him. Um, but like we look for that in all kinds of places. So um, I like to go to the local Italian fests and it's just interesting to walk around and see other people that have a little bit of that in their heritage and we eat some of the food and you listen to some of the music, whatever. Um, and then it's the same thing that like, uh, I remember we actually used to have a little bit of a St. Patrick's Day, no, why would I ever celebrate St. Patrick's Day kind of feud in our office a yeah, few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like sports fans do that. You know, you yep. walk down the street, you see someone with an Ohio State shirt on, you say, oh, they say I-O, I-O. and you're like, these are my people. Yeah. You know, and we look for those affirmations and like, when Jesus gives those strong warnings like, um, what good is it to gain the whole world but forfeit your soul? I think about this conversation like Jesus like, you need the affirmation of being a part of my family. That's right. That's right. That, that's why, you know, later on the apostles say, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together. Um, the Bible talks about the house of the Lord, the the spiritual stones, this idea that we, that individuals make a whole, the flock the family, the household of God. These are all uh, spiritual metaphors that mm-hmm. Jesus uses, and it's all about Christ followers being connected and tied to each other. And, and that's beyond, if I'm an extreme extrovert, I need to have spiritual introverts in my life. Yes. To balance me, if I'm an introvert, I need to have spiritual extroverts in my life because they'll do they'll do bold things that I'll talk myself out of. Right? If I read a passage of scripture, um, I need to hear from several different people that love me in my life how that might show up or not show up in my life, mm-hmm. or I'll turn that into uh, something that God says to me and me alone. And it, I'm not trying to be snarky here, but that's, that's right on the borderline of what people who have delusional views about God, how they think. Mm-hmm. And I, I've actually interacted <laughs> many times with people like this, where they'll say, like, God said to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that passage is to the church, right. or that was to Israel. Well, God said to me, but is anybody telling you that God didn't, like, is anybody helping you to balance that? Now we'll do not not mental ill levels of that, but we'll do that personally. Sure. Like God is affirming my opinion, yep. and God is affirming my point of view, and God is affirming 
uh, I, the Bible is saying whatever I needed to say to to uh, justify what I'm doing in my life. That's the kind of stuff that happens in isolation. Yep. And and breaking out of that, becoming social again, so to say, is absolutely a big deal. Heidi and I got invited to a, a impromptu gathering the other night, and we're like everybody else. We had we had a total ability to um, check out of it because it was impromptu. It was last minute. I was like, I'll see. I don't even. Know. Heidi actually wasn't even home. I was like, I'll see, I don't know. So we could have come through a long day and been like, eh, you know what, we couldn't make it. You know, you had like the social excuse. I had a long day that day for a plethora of reasons. Went home, I was like, are we gonna go? Heidi's like, yeah, let's go. So we went, I was kinda half excited about it. By the end of the night, we had so much fun and it was such great conversations, and the, these people happened to be believers, so it was everything from the Browns to work to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, enriching conversations. And because of all that we've gone through, I kinda had to make myself do it. Mm-hmm. Because what had become familiar was I stay at home, maybe turn on a game with the kids, and. And like to go out and I'm like, oh, like we, I missed this and needed this and probably didn't even realize that this was something that my heart was longing for a little bit. And I think that's where a lot of us are. It's like, I kind of have to like make myself go, go out a little bit because I've found these comfortable habits. Whenever you don't have people in your life, your life is usually easier. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, because it can be very self-focused. Yep. Right? So, like, the, we've had a very self-focused life. I don't have to deal with drama, people's problems, blah, blah, blah. And so I had to push myself a little bit. Spiritually, um, I, I have to put myself in environments where I'm living out the one another's mm-hmm. because it grows me spiritually. I need people to do that for me, whether I think I do or not. And then spiritually, I need to do that for other people. Yeah, it, something you were saying made me think of that old, um, I guess, cliche picture of if you put five people in the pitch black in a room with an elephant, and then they're like, well, what do you see? And like, well, this seems like a tree to me, and this seems like a fire hose to me, and this seems like a little branch to me. Oh, I have a, you know, a horn over here. Well, <clears throat> that's one part of the application of that is we all see different things. Yeah. But then if the lights never turn on, and we don't start talking about maybe this is all connected, we start building our whole lives around, well, my life is around a tree. Well, my life is around a fire hose. And we don't hear or see yeah. each other's perspectives. And now we're building entire, and the whole time, it was an elephant in the middle of the room. It yeah. wasn't even any of those things. And so we have to be willing to have those conversations with people and actually step out and say, will you help me see things how you're seeing them? And I, and I, What's fascinating about like that idea too is if we were all in the room and we were communicating. Yeah. I feel like I, I it feels like a fire hose, but there's like there's snot on the bottom of it. <laughs> and then like it feels like a really big ear. Oh, big ear with long nose off face. Are we talking about an elephant? Right. That the 
the coming together of the body of Christ and the bringing together of our individual perspectives is what brings clarity to the work of God in the world. And uh, this intersection podcast that I, uh, about racial reconciliation that I do with uh, Bishop Johnson and Kent Boyd, that's what I love about that. Because I am like, I, I, I feel this and you feel that you feel that are we talking about this? Mm-hmm. And then when you identify the elephant in the room, now you're actually having like the right conversations and the healthy conversations. And because you're like, no, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's thick and round. And like, no, it's flat and laid out. It's like, oh, it's a leg, it's an ear kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that is all missed, mm-hmm. right? The joy that you can bring to other people, uh, the comfort that you can bring to other people. Um, sometimes I, I fear that we we sometimes think the sharing of our life is selfish, mm. when in reality, if you think about it, um, when somebody shares a, a joy or a struggle with you, it usually brings you joy. Yep. You know, and on the on the car ride on the way home, like from that little get together the other night, I was like, "What'd you guys talk about, honey?" She's like, "Oh, we talked about this, this, and this." I'm like, "Oh, that's so funny." What'd you talk about? Well, we talked about this. And, oh, really? Are they really doing? Like, it was it was fun to share all that back and forth. We weren't critiquing the evening. We were communicating the stories that we weren't sitting there ourselves to hear. Yep. You know, and it, it and God just created us that way. I don't think um, anybody sinned by isolating. I don't think that for a second. I think the way that we approach COVID as a culture, I'm like, it's how we approached it. At arguing it back and forth, it's like, it's pointless and and there's legitimacy on both sides of, of the argument. I think we are now where we are. And I and uh, especially I was thinking about this today, um, because we're talking about you know leaning into the fall this this uh, this fall at the church here, and we're talking about how we we really need to uh, we really want to kind of get on mission like we've really the church is to turn to each other during difficult times and I feel like Grace Church we did our best to do that we did our best to love each other we did not do that perfectly we never will but we tried mm-hmm. but God didn't give the church to the church he gave the church to the world and so t- in times of trial the church turns to each other and in other times in normal times we turn to the world on mission yeah. and we sacrifice uh, even each other toward our, our efforts toward each other to give to the world. And that's where we're going to go this fall. It's what we need to do and, and do it this fall. Um, but I was thinking about that and, and like the need to do that. And I thought, yeah, we're going to have to like, if, if I haven't seen you for 12 or 18 months, we're going to have to take the time to like catch up yep. and reacquaint yep. uh, because I'm a different person. I'm a very different person than I was 12 or 18 months ago that uh, COVID and the the leadership and stress weight, which is a different conversation, um, 
so I was asked in an interview, like, are you burned out? Are you tired? Or how would you describe yourself coming out of COVID? And what I said to the uh, interviewer was, I'm different. I'm a different person than I was going into it. Well, I think that's true for many of us. And so um, I'm not, I'm not a stranger. I'm just different. Yeah. And as the body of Christ and just as friends and neighbors, like we're going to spend a little time uh, going through that, you know, it's not the first time. Um, I, I always think about every time I was really, really discouraged during COVID, I always thought to myself, at least it's ni- not 1941, hmm. where three of my boys and actually now four would be off to war. I'm like, so we've done harder things. Sure. Doesn't mean this isn't hard, but I'm like, I'm glad it's not that. But you think about big global things like that. My boys come home, they're not the people I sent away. Yep. So we change through trial. Um, maybe negatively, a lot of times it's positive, but we change through it. If you're a Christian, you try to mature through it, right, is the goal. And I would say that if we've been away from each other, we're gonna take the time to like, tell me what God taught you. Tell me how you view the world differently. Tell me how you've changed. Because I value different things than I used to value. I get stressed out about things I never used to get stressed out about. I don't get stressed out about things I used to get stressed out about. Mm because the, the planet has gone through something together. Right, absolutely. That's good perspective, and I appreciate you opening up about that a little bit. Um, I think it's important for all of us to realize that those changes, like you said, some are good, some maybe aren't so good. Some just, just are. Some just are. And we have to be willing that maybe some of those things need readjusted. Um, which is kind of where we sparked all of this. Do I need to be get back into social shape? And that might be a change that um, you need to kick back into gear somehow and discipline ourselves to have the interactions and call up the friend and start going to the gathering and, you know, on whatever level that we can make happen, but go do it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, and I would say, guys, if if this is you or if you know someone, I would just start small. Have a couple friends over for dinner. Um, you know, get get your get your life group back together mm-hmm. and actually be together and look at each other. Um, if you haven't been in a crowd, come to the four thirty service on Sun uh, on Saturday. You can kind of sit by yourself, you know, in there. Uh, I I think. I think we amp back up to these things. I think spiritually the point is let's be in each other's lives. And I think one of the things that COVID taught us is being in each other's lives through a computer screen is a wonderful God-given supplement. But it doesn't match being eyeball to eyeball uh, you know, skin to skin kind of a thing. And, and there's something about that that is just different. Yep. And uh, we need to fight for that um, as, as we move forward. We're, as we go into the fall, every individual and family, maybe every is a strong word, most are going to set up their new rhythms so schools are gonna open 
you're gonna you probably most companies are gonna be back in the office, travel is start so we're setting up new rhythms coming out of this. Everybody kinda ran for the beach this summer, which I totally get and the Bogues did it too, you know, it's it's fine. Um but in that rhythm needs to be your church family, it needs to be your life group, it needs to be people that you're discipling or being discipled over a cup of coffee. Like those healthy rhythms, if they're missing, need to come back online as well. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome, Jeff. Thanks for walking us through this. And I just want to encourage all of us that are watching and listening to always look to the Lord and say, like, what next steps are you taking? And I bet for a lot of us, it's some of these small steps to get back in together with people and start figuring out how to build in those relationships. Mm. Well, if you have any questions that we can help all of us walk through, uh, feel free to submit those at our website, bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. We'd love to interact with those. And if we can help you take any unique next steps, maybe you're looking for a place to get connected with some people, to, to get to know some others, or you're looking for a small environment to kind of get some of that sharpening, we'd love to help you navigate that. If you want more of what you're hearing on this podcast, make sure you subscribe, follow, and rate and review what we're up to here on Mixed Messages. And if you're in the area, you can always join us on the weekends, either in person or if you're out of town, you can always hop online as well. Well, we appreciate you jumping in with us today as we continue to ask and seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.